Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, member of the Education Podcast Network. Today we have on Kevin Simpson. Kevin is originally from Flint, Michigan, and he founded KDSL Global. And what I really enjoy about this is he is now doing a lot of work in Dubai. And we particularly focus on those teachers who have that call to adventure, as in they want to go teach internationally. And this is a fun episode. And if you have ever, ever been on the fence about like going to an international school or an American school and overseas, this is the podcast for you. I'm telling you, uh, it kind of renewed my, oh, maybe I should do this kind of thing. Uh, I remember my days when Roger Arbabi invited me out to many in Colombia, and I had just the best time there. And just meeting teachers there, it was infectious. These were the teachers that wanted to go on an adventure, and man, we get into the highs and lows of wanting to do this. So again, if you are thinking about going to education, you want to do some international work, this is for you. And if you're a veteran teacher, it's not too late. And I think that's what I really enjoy about his really, really practical advice if you want to start looking into this kind of thing. So take notes on this one. Get back with him. He's extremely helpful, and he will get back with you. And uh, let me know what you think. As always, I appreciate the emails and the DMs. Um, if you want to DM us on Facebook, facebook.com slash startedup, or you can always just email me, don at startedupinnovation.com. All right, dig into this one. I know you're going to love it. Kevin Simpson. So I'm talking now with Kevin Simpson. Uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us. You have been active in the educational uh, innovation space for a while now. You do you split time between Los Angeles and the UAE. Tell me what you got going on. Oh man, Don, thank you. Um, lots. Uh, so uh, yeah, gearing up for 2018, 2019 academic year. Um, always an exciting time. Um, the one thing that I think over the course of the year that we, we sort of shifted to is, you know, a less is more, being, being a little bit more lean in our approach. Um, so this year, we're really wholly focused on primarily two things. Um, one is the launch of a Mina Learns portal. Um, it'll be like the one-stop shop place where educators from the American curriculum schools in the Middle East, North Africa can go. Um, to access anything from our, you know, opportunities with professional learning, things around curriculum, instruction, assessment. Um, it's just something we identified over the years when we asked people, where do you go? How do you find information? And there was always so many different places that they were on um, and tools and resources they were accessing. Um, so we had about six educators from six different countries check it out, give feedback. And so we'll launch that the latter part of September into early October. Um, so excited about that. Something I've been, been wanting to do. So we have all these like webinars, all these things, but it, again, it's, there's been a lot going on happening, but just to have a one-stop place where if you're new to the region, um, you can access it as well as if you've been in the region. Um, so yeah, that's sort of one. And then two is our Meet a Teacher Summit, which is a collaboration with the GCC ASCD, uh, Connected Community. Um, and so that will take place in Dubai, 5th and 6th of October. And we have, um, educators leaders from all over the region that come to that uh, so excited about that so we have um uh, facilitators from the states we have some ASCD authors as well as folks who are on the ground um such as um um our friend uh, who you introduced me to out of uh Elaine. so i'm um, excited about that so a way to sort of again launch into the new year um get folks excited about learning um, about leading we have Dr. Victoria Bernhardt on the data leaders coming over. Um, she's doing a pre-conference institute. Um, and just, you know, I'm excited about the new year. 
So, so are, are you doing this independently? Do you have a company? And how did you how did you find your way into Dubai, so to speak? Yeah, good question. So I um I originally went out as um as you're saying one of the, your colleagues is, went out as an international educator. I was in Laos for a couple of years um, as a teacher, curriculum coordinator. I was in Qatar short term mentoring teachers, um, and they had this work in Bangkok, Thailand, and just again got that buzz to go back overseas. So a buddy of mine from Michigan State, he had um him and I went to school together. He grew up in Dubai. And when he finished his MBA, he was going back. And when he got over there, he was like, dude, you got to get over here. You got to come over here and check it out. There's a lot going on in the education space. You'll figure it out. And that was, just, that was just what he told me. And at that point, I started doing some independent consulting in Washington, D.C. So I was working with um, some charter schools um, on different projects um, around professional development and just took the plunge. And um, as I said, I wrote an ebook um, that came out earlier this year, took the plunge. And the plunge was just going into the unknown, had never been to the um, Middle East outside of Qatar and you know just got over there there's so much going on so I was part of a brand new startup school called Jim's World Academy for a year and a half um, served there and at the end of the contract came back to the states but again sort of still sort of with the thinking and a little bit of travel I had did in the region um, people I connected with sort of thought about what was missing you know what was on offer but what wasn't on offer um, and just connecting with folks at different American curriculum schools um, I went over, just was going back and forth and freelance for a little bit. Um, and then that ended up being sort of like, sort of the key. There's a lot of American schools. There are a lot of schools that were coming. Some that were sort of highly established, but some that were like zero to three years old and just finding the level of support that they did or didn't have. And so, you know, I was just like, well, what do you need? Let me know. You know, I'm here. I'm going between D.C. and Dubai. Um, and so it became folks needed information on Common Core. I was working with groups that were doing specific training on Common Core. So I started bringing resources on that. And that sort of led into, you know, UAE into working with a couple of different publishers around doing training around the region. Um, and again, that's when I sort of saw like the need based on what folks knew, what they didn't know, what they had access to, what they did have access to. Um, and then that led to a conference you know, let to set up a company over there a few years back. And so I just now virtually managed the company, um, keep it, have a lot of sort of consultants, great educators who are there, who are more um, in the field day to day. And they're, you know, facilitating any of the, the courses, trainings and things like that. So. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've, I've kind of peeked under the hood of uh, like international schools, American schools. Uh, yeah. Roger or Bobby uh, was a principal there in Medellin, Colombia. And yeah. A, that guy was amazing uh, and a wonderful host. But just talking to the teachers, it was kind of unique that like, you know, my, my scene is the innovation scene and, you know, yeah. doing things differently and all sorts of stuff. And it was just so fun to watch teachers that were in for an adventure. Right. And, and, and a lot of them were entrepreneurial. I mean, sometimes yeah. maybe not in the education space, but they had their thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, listening to your story, just, it just threw me back to the, you know, meeting those teachers and, and even Ryan Brooke, who now is, like I said, yeah. just, just headed off to the American school there at uh, Dubai. It's just kind of fun to, yeah. to talk to those teachers. And a lot of them, like yourself, they had two-year, uh, you know, two-year uh, contracts. And mm-hmm. oftentimes they're like, hey, loved it here, but now I got to go to, La- you know, Laos. Or now I have to go, <laughs> to, you know, just on to the next adventure. Um, yeah. Tell me, like, what is the genetic code of, of that girl or that guy that, it, like, takes the plunge and decides, I'm going to go to a country that I've never, you know, that I've had no contact with and just, and just go all in? 
I know. And I, I think back to Laos and I was like late. So my, and it was interesting, ASCD conference this summer, we talked about um, shared experiences about when did people tap you on the shoulder? So it was almost like when were you tapped on the shoulder, you know, and you were exposed to the, um, the career opportunities as an educator or as a leader. And so when I was tapped on the shoulder as a, the opportunity, opportunities that existed to become an international educator, I was in a um, graduate program at Michigan State. And so a guy was like, oh, I'm almost done with my program. At the end of the program, I'm going back to London. And it was like, all heads turned to him like, huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're going to London? And so we were like, we need to have lunch with you. <laughs> so it was like a bunch of us just had lunch with this guy. And he was the one that really opened sort of my lens to the opportunities that existed in education sort of beyond the States. And so he was from the States, but he'd been in international seas for a bit. And he just told us about different organizations and, and worlds. And so for us, I think for me, that that was like the tap and that was the that seed that was then planted. Um, and again, I never, you know, I never thought about it. It's sort of like I took notes and say, yeah, maybe one day, you know, but then um, I had a, and he's still my mentee, a mentee who was like, hey, you know, Kevin, I'm going to Africa. And it was like, huh? again, huh? like London, Africa. And it was, um. So Lenny was like, yeah, I, got, I interviewed to become an international teacher. I was accepted. So I'm going to Africa for three years. I'm like, wow. So it was in that point, you know, when I sort of pulled out my folder. And I think for me, I was at that place. Um, I was in Fairfax County and I did a couple of different positions um, within the county. And for me, it was like at that place where it was like, you know, if there was an opportunity that came up, you know, I definitely would, you know, I'm looking for something that's different and something that's new um, culturally as well. And so um, Laos came up. It was like this group, I think Council of International Schools, checked them out, checked out the country, did research. And yeah, for me, it was, it was just like, I think the curiosity was part of it too. Yeah, it. which obviously makes you a great lifelong learner and all of the good stuff. Yeah. But walk me through it. So like really the lens of, of today's show is basically why you should yeah. do this, right? So let me let me start off with the basic. Well, I was about to say you shouldn't, you, like you should be younger. However, I've got a, a, a good, actually I say he's a good friend. I keep wanting to meet him, but he keeps skipping out of the country. So Ryan Harwood uh, yeah. was teaching in, um, in uh, Accra, Ghana. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just finished up. And so he was in the States for a little while. I was like, nope, gotta go. And I, I forget where he's going. And he's gonna hear his podcast and he's gonna yell. He's like, I'm in Singapore or something like right. that. But um. But but so he takes his family with him, which yeah. dude, dude, that's just create like a little jealous, little jealous because I've got three and I keep giving myself excuses. Well, I can't. Um, however, let's just say traditionally, yeah. you, should be, you should be fresh out of college. Tell us why and why you should if you're considering this in education mm-hmm. and what are the outcomes? What does it do for you? Yeah, I think the why is you know a lot of times we read about we hear about education on a global scale or we you know we hear things such as PISA and Tim's we hear this stuff about these different countries and how things are done I think the reading and the experiencing it obviously are two different things so when you get a chance to you know work in a Middle Eastern culture where you're around people and around language um, you know UAE is I always say like is so interesting 200 plus nationalities so you get to hear and experience you know and you're exposed to sort of everything and everybody um, from around. So I think from that stance, if some, you know, someone's looking, you know, curious about the world, um, that definitely is a chance to go into the world outside of just, I think the big thing is sometimes it's the, ho- the holiday, let's take a vacation to Europe or go somewhere different. But living in and experiencing the day-to-day life um, in a culture, I just, I feel like 
and I always say I'm always more American when I'm outside because it's like that's how you're categorized. Um, but I feel like that is it's just, it's just a, it's a game changer when it comes to um, you know widening your lens of who you are, who are others, um, and opportunities just to to learn and to take in just so much information. Um, that again, like I say, a vacation can't give you, National Geographic can't give you, you know, you can watch it and look at it, but experiencing, exposing it face to face and working on a team um, as a diverse as a team I was on where I had folks from Australia, Canada, um, UK, uh, other parts of the Middle East from the States and being able to share um, pedagogy practices and, you know, strategies from around just powerful like you know nothing no teacher education program you know ever would have prepped me for that you know when you're sitting down with folks from eight different countries and you're planning you know and it's not this whole well we're better than you it's a, like how do we best serve our students you know what strategies and approaches do we have and you know what did y'all use in australia you know so research stands i mean that those are like weekly like high points you know in in, in life for me you know um and outcomes, I think it's just, it, it really depends on the individual, you know, what you want that. Like I said, I know people who went short term and it's like, okay, I want to get an, you know, another viewpoint, vantage point of what is education like outside of the States and then come back. And then some people that just get that, that bug, that addiction that just, you know, okay, I'll, I'll be gone for a few, yeah. but then, oh, oh, look, there's another country up here. Oh, look, this yeah. opportunity, you know, so. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that. I mean, I've, I'm almost like identically to what you said. I, I've met some people that are like two years and they're like, that was awesome. Yep. And then I've met two, I've met several others that are like, that was two years. Now what's the next two and what this next two and the next two. Exactly. I have yet to meet a person and I'm sure they exist, but mm-hmm. I've yet to meet a person that said, waste of time. Or oh, it wasn't yeah. worth it. I, I, I haven't. Um, yeah. But that being said, I mean, like, in my time that I spent um, there at, at the school in Medellin, mm. everybody there, it was their second or third or fourth stop. Yep. Uh, and they just kept on going. And, and like you said, when you get teamed up and then everybody is like from somewhere else, mm-hmm. man... Like, so I was, so I was raised by teachers, right? So, well, yeah. my, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but that makes her a teacher. And, and my dad was a teacher. And so our summers were spent traveling, period. Okay. Yep. And so I just, looking back on it now, and this isn't me, this, this is almost a shameful humble brag, but my emotional intelligence is fairly high because yeah. I was constantly, I mean, I knew the difference on how, like, we, we by the way, we were not wealthy by any means. Well, yeah. I'm a stay-at-home mom and a teacher, but like everything was through pop-up camper. So I got mm-hmm. to learn how kids, like the differences between, the, you know, we always went to like Jellystone or KOA campgrounds. Yeah. Uh, and so like how kids were interacted in the South versus like the Pacific Northwest or, right. you know, the Northeast and all that sort of stuff. And so it was just such a great experience traveling. Yep. I, I just, I have, I have a life experience that I, that I like, I just, I, I'm still thankful to my parents. Yeah. So I, li- I listen to this and like, man, you, you know, replace, you know, Alabama or Maine with oh, yeah. Dubai. And then now you've got a, a cultural experience on steroids. <laughs> yeah. so I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, so, okay. Again, so you, you've got some people on the fence and they're like, ah, I don't know. That worked out right. for Kevin, but I just, just a, so let, let's let's feed let's feed the negative a little bit. Mm-hmm. What what is tough about it? Like why why is it not right for everybody? Right, exactly. It's you know, and it is. It can be a challenge. I think one the one lesson that, and I still tell anyone new coming to Dubai, and literally 
anywhere they're going. So it could be could Dubai, be any other place or country. I always say, remember that wherever that place is, it's not your home country. So when people are coming to Dubai, I always say, Dubai is not America. Get Because I was told that going in, like my business advisor was like, you remember this? You understand this? You're good. So it's making sure that, you know, and you're going to look for things that you're used to and what you're familiar with. You want a little bit of home. Um, and so for some people, it's, you know, it might be the comforts of my shows, my TV shows, my comfort of my family was down the street. And so I think sometimes if it's, if I'm too tied to something and I'm not willing to sort of let go and be mindful of things like time zones, you know, like when you ask me, you know, you're like, wait, what time is it there? He's like, wait, you're in LA. So it's like being aware of that, um, being aware of when I, I remember going to the grocery store in Laos and looking for like things that I'm used to seeing in, you know, my local grocery store. And it's like, I don't even know how to shop here, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's those types of things. Language. Some people get shocked at language. Like, um, you know, I don't speak the language. So, you know, but I think a lot of it is the more um, prep and the more, you know, mentoring that you have and support in advance, which I was given, like my first international experience was phenomenal because as soon as I said, yes, I'm coming, I got an email from Bruce right away. I, hey, what's up? I've been here for like four years. I'll be your mentor. Let me know anything you, you know, any questions you have, any fears. And I think it's, you know, being a realist that you're going to be outside of your comfort zone. And again, for some people that that's a shock. So when I think of people who are here of runners, people why they ran, you know, for different reasons, it, you know, it might not have been a fit. Um, and they didn't want to admit that, you know, it might've been like, I made this decision. Now I'm like, mm, I changed my mind. Like this isn't for me. I thought it was. Um, so it's like, all yeah, those different- I, would ass- I would assume that the turnaround, well, I would assume that people that, and I hate to say bail, like yeah. they pro- they probably bail fairly early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 and full disclosure, I'm a big fan of that. Like if you know fundamentally like this ain't working, you must mm-hmm. pull the bandaid off. Exactly. And yeah. so I'm a, okay. So yeah, the average person probably either fundamentally knows it within the first two weeks, I'm assuming. Yeah, they, they know. And some people, I mean, I'll get these, you know, because I think being overseas and traveling so much, people, you know, get the such and such is thinking about going to China or, you know, so I try to connect people. Like I just had an email recently, my friend's going to Shanghai. So I'm like, she's already made that choice. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and my gosh, the first thing you overcome is fear. And if you have Literally. a common mutual, like uh, I, I, I say a former student, I never had him in class, but I got to know a, a student, Pete Freeman, and, and yeah. he actually was doing a lot of work in, in uh, rural uh, Ghana. And so mm-hmm. when I first got out there, I'm not, I mean, I'm at the time I was like a 44 year old, 43 year old man. Yeah. And my first, my first reaction was getting off the airplane is, Oh crap. Where's Pete? Like, <laughs> are the, are the cabbies going to take me for a ride? Are you know, all exactly. is there so having a mutual friend, I'm yep. sure is literally everything at the beginning. Everything. everything. Wow. So for me, I had Al, cause he was, he grew up in Dubai. His family's owned a business there for 40 years he knew it in and out. He was going back and forth. So any question, and still to this date, like I still go back to L, you know? And so I think for me, the big thing is always give back. So there's a couple, it was funny on the Facebook feed recently, um, a young lady um, that I, I picked them up at the airport. They were coming from Atlanta and someone that connected us. And I, and she ended up telling her other friend. And it just so happened, it was so funny. Um, I get to the airport and they were like, we, we just, have, you know, we got our professional learning agenda and we think you're coming to our school. <laughs> and I actually was. And so, but we've been, you know, close, you know, colleagues and friends since they arrived. 
you know? And so that's my thing is like as much, you know, to me, it's like when I find out someone is going somewhere, you know, if I've been there, know someone there, definitely to reach out, reach back, you know, let me know how can we support you, you know, and making sure that it's a smooth transition, you know, because it is, like I said, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fear and it's, you're out of your comfort, you know, you're out of your country. It's like, you know, things from like passport, you know, they're, I remember a lot of they're like, we have to take your passport. We're going to give it back, but we have to take your passport. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, I don't, you know, probably it's like, I was told never to give my passport away, but it was to get the the visa <laughs> to make give me my local documentation. So yeah, all those things. Like, you know. Yeah, I remember when I the first time I had to mail it in, and I mean, no offense, but like, if it if you're not mailing it within like at at maximum Washington D.C., you're like, okay, I'm gonna get this back, right? And right. and I even googled uh, the consulate there in uh, in Accra, and I was like. It didn't look it didn't look too glorified. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna get this back, right? Because getting your passport, as you know, I'm like, I'm gonna get this right. back. So yeah, I totally, totally know that what you're talking about. Okay, so you, you caught this bug all of a sudden. But but here's the second reason I want to talk to you. Like our mantra within the class and really my life is opportunities are everywhere. Yeah. Like there, there's always like if you heck, even my own daughter, I'm, I'm having this conversation to her and she's like, you know, she's afraid of where to start. I'm like, just start. That's the thing, right? Just begin. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know where, it doesn't no matter where you're placed, your work and your work ethic and the opportunities you look for, I could place you in the middle of rule, you know, fill in whatever country you want. Like, you'll, yeah. you'll get there. Right. Just find opportunities where you're at. Yeah. So you start doing the international thing and then mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you become quite, you know, you become your own person. You become the, the entrepreneur. Yeah. how did all that unfold yeah other than the fact that you just, your eyes were wide open and you look for opportunities other right. than that how did that all unfold exactly i think it definitely was that process of um reflecting on so it was you know when i was um that first time i went to dubai 2008 to 2010 i think part of it was like finding your tribe so like for me it was you know going back to like again the, you're looking for the familiar so i wanted to look for others who were doing things differently in the education space so I learned around, uh, learned about bond education. And they were doing things around like technology, innovation, working at different ministries of education. And so we started doing these education innovation meetup groups. And it was again for educators who were looking to, you know, do things outside of the classroom, learning more about community resources that were on offer. So we had a you know slew of different speakers that would come in and share. Either it could be something that they were beginning thinking about to give that feedback. Um, and so that was a part of it. Um, TEDx community there is huge. So I got involved in that, Pecha Kucha. So again, looking for those different spaces and places where you're really going to push your thinking um, and knowing it's like, okay, yeah, the classroom is my day to day, but how can I bring in these resources and these means and tools into the classroom so those kids have those experiences? Um, getting my students outside the classroom to present, which I love doing that, um, different options. And I think it's, um, that process of when I stepped back into the States and had that time to really reflect on my experience um, and just, I was just, I jotted down, I noted, I just journaled, you know, what I saw, what I experienced, what I didn't experience, what I didn't see. Cause my thing was like, okay, what was there, but what wasn't there, what wasn't on offer. Um, and just reflecting back through that. And then literally, like you're saying with your daughter, like getting started. So I was like, okay, there's an opportunity that came up. I can freelance for a bit. I'll, tr- I'll try that. I'll do that. You know, and not being afraid, just taking that that risk, that calculated risk, they like to say, um, where, you know, I, for me, I was splitting that D.C. Dubai time. So that, you know, that was that was fine. So I was doing work in the States and work overseas. 
Um, and yeah, it was, for me, it was just reading like crazy, finding mentors and advisors, you know, who can give advice. Um, you know, what does this mean to start up? You know, because again, for me, it was new. I wasn't a business major. You know, I didn't have business classes or that background, but um, surrounding myself with the right folks, asking questions consistently, uh, again, reading like crazy, um, attending um, opportunities to learn, um, you know, and just looking for, you know, folks globally that were out there doing things. So things, groups such as a global education conference, um, uh, under 30 CEO, which I'm no longer under 30, um, <laughs> Forbes, you know, entrepreneur. So seeing, again, what resources were on offer, because um, how could I build up my learning? Um, and then at the same time, turning that into like mentoring. So how can I give back? So it's definitely been like a process and this, this ongoing learning process. And I always say like, I'm constantly reading. So now it's like Shoe Dog by Phil, the founder of Nike and reading that book. So I always constantly am reading and engaged in things around entrepreneurship and at the same time, things around like education. So, yeah. I, I've noticed that um, a lot of schools also even provide like financial services and figuring out the tax yep. stuff. Yeah. Uh, your experience with that? Yeah, it was like our school, they had like um, a service that you, you know, you could utilize that they came in a few times during the year. Um, and it's now I have like the last decade, I've had like an independent um, accountant. So he does that. He does. He focuses on international taxes. But yeah, a lot of the schools have that. And there's like folks that serve. So most of the embassies will even have a contact. So the American embassies around the world will ask someone who you can engage with who does, um, you know, tax information worldwide. So. That's awesome. So now, uh, and and just I did a bad job of teeing this up. Um, are you completely independent now, or are you still working with a, a set of schools? Yeah, I'm, I'm working with some, but I have um, now it's sort of shifted to because I have a couple of uh, companies who basically they're we're their primary group that they work with, and so more of the schools. So I went from sort of like servicing or providing service to schools. Um, primarily so they would come through me but now i have like a couple of companies so I'll, they'll sort of like go through the company and farm it out to us and there's a couple schools that have been like long-standing so like these are like partnerships for like three plus years where it's like if they need anything you know around like either their strategy or school improvement it might be something that they've identified professional learning they'll just come to us and say hey we need this you know can you provide this whether it's online blended face-to-face or we're looking for stuff in the region or in the states so awesome well, I, I, I just dig the whole journey. Um, it's just, it's an exciting time. Um, and and I, I just, I wanted to have you on because I, I wanted to, A, let people know that there's a lot of options out there, especially yeah. if you're young. And again, just talking practical, you can, you can be 46 and do this. So, hey, exactly. um, but just from a practical standpoint, I wanted people to, to understand what it was to teach internationally and why the benefits, mm-hmm. but also you did a good job with the drawbacks too. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody it's, and it's right. not easy. Um, last thing, tell everybody like where they can find you, why they should contact you, all that good stuff. Sweet. So I am on a few different places. So if you're on Facebook, uh, you can like KDSL global. Um, if you're on Twitter, you can follow at KDSL zero seven. Um, if you're on, let me see where else LinkedIn, I'm KDSL global. Uh, the website is www.kdslglobal.com dot com. Um, and I have a link to, um, did a recent ebook 
just sort of taking the last decade and reflecting over lessons learned um, as an educator and transitioning to an education entrepreneur. Um, so that's up there. And yeah, so pretty recessive. No, that's awesome. Uh, Kevin, I sincerely, I, I love having you on. I just, it's just fun to hear the enthusiasm in your voice. And, and it's taking me back to, you know, when I met some of those other adventure laden uh, teachers out there. And, I, and yeah. I, I think that, you know, some of your insights um, are so, it's just, I don't know. Well, actually, you know, what? I, last question, I, I can't, I can't help but not ask this. Right. Is it hard to not be that guy when you get back? And by that guy, you know, you're like, people are complaining about the darndest of things here that are really in, in reality. I mean, I like hashtag first world problems. I mean, I know that, but like, you know, people are complaining about things and you're like, okay. So where I was just at, they didn't, I mean, is it hard to not be that guy? It, 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 you know, I, I've definitely learned, you know, what do they say? Two, two ears and one mouth. (laughs) So I can listen twice as much as we speak. So I've definitely learned, you know, when when the time and place to to speak and to listen but i know what you mean yeah the, the first world problems um we'll be play around and say that over there too and i think it's when you're really taken out and in a context where you know what's it's it's the you know it's the reality show where they would you know basically here's a map figure it out <laughs> run go that's so funny <laughs> yeah no i i've got i've got to share this story this may make the yeah. show it may not but so um the the school i was at was was it's a nice school. There's just no getting around it. So um, my my host, Roger, took me to some other schools there mm-hmm. in downtown Medellin. And there was there was a difference for yeah. sure. Um, but the one of the best experiences I ever had as I was uh, talking to one of the school leaders, and they like brought in like some of the students to talk to us. And then they, they had me go to a classroom. Well, anyway, there when I was going to the commons area was this mural. And I'm not going to go political, I promise you. But the mural was not very favorable of our current president. Okay. And I saw it and I know just enough Espanols <laughs> that I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I knew what it, what it said. Yeah. And so um, I asked about the mural when I got one of the classrooms and they acted all embarrassed and they're like, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry. I said, that's okay. And I said, uh, it's all good. And they're like, oh, oh, did so you didn't vote for him? I'm like, actually, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. so you voted for, for Hillary Clinton? I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I said, I'm a libertarian. And like, what is yeah. that? I'm like, well, that's part of our problem. Um, but, but they, they said, <laughs> they said, um, they said, they said, well, you know, we did it because we, um, we, we felt like just the message he was sending that we, they don't want immigrants is throwing you guys back in time. And they said, you know, you should really be more open to immigration. Then finally this kid raised his hand and he says, I'm not going to criticize this man or this country for doing nothing different than what we're doing. And then all of a sudden the kids were like, got really quiet. And he says, Venezuela is our neighbor. And mm-hmm. we don't, and he says, we don't basically, we're not exactly opening up our borders. See. And he says, so here we are casting stones at Americans and Hey, we're not wow. doing much better. Wow. And just that learning experience, I never would have known that. I mean, I, I should, cause I, I'm looking into the Venezuelan situation, but like, yeah. Like just that perspective that mm-hmm. would have never been covered on the news yeah. and just that honest dialogue is one of those moments that, uh, yeah, I, I am certainly glad that I got the chance to talk to some kids there. So that's awesome. I that's, know. I, I was and, like, and, and that's the big thing. That perspective is yeah. major, yeah. you know, and I well, think that's the biggest thing being, 
from the, I guess, being from the American, I guess I feel more American when I'm out of the country because you're toast, you know, you're Yankee, you're American. And so being in that space where you're around so many different cultures and yeah. those perspectives really open up and light, you're like, hadn't thought about that, didn't yeah. know that. I'm telling you, research that. Best thing, as one of my parents did, man, the best thing we, I, we didn't have much, but the money we had, we'd travel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's well, Kevin, I want to sincerely thank you for bringing your perspectives and, and uh, all your knowledge onto the show. And uh, we'll, we'll, we might have to have a follow up show, man. I, hey, I love this. Yeah, man. Definitely. All right. Thanks.